Hello and welcome to another episode on the Football Rap Podcast, episode number nine. As always, we're joined with Mark Gogus, Mark Gorgi, KG, Nerdwood and Simon Sammy. Alan Taufik is too good to be with us today. He's running around in a park, very cold at the moment. So today we've got a new stat man, stat man Sam. Hey guys, how are you? Um, Alan can't be with us today because he thinks he's a Premier League player. Um, last week was our most listened to, I believe, is that right? Correct. Um, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25 listeners. 2,500 listeners. 25 listeners. Um, stay tuned because Cam's already ordered the um, the gift for... <laughs> the gift is on the way. He, he says, says, he's been, he says it's, I think yeah, they're, COVID. they're actually it's, making it. It's no, it's being handcrafted. Hand-stitched. It's because COVID and stuff. That's what you guys think. Cam's COVID. taken it COVID, <laughs> for COVID, himself. Look, COVID delays, so... So, yeah, so thank you for the 25 people that listened in. I mean... Cam, is that a new jersey you're wearing today? <laughs> <laughs> the gift came well, in. I had, to, I had to order a new one. <laughs> um... Thank you, Stephen and Tim. So today we're going to carry on with our rankings uh, theme from last week where we did the, the uh, ranking of uh, the best managers of all time. We've got goalkeepers and centre-backs today. And uh, we've got KG and Mark hitting us off with their top 10 goalkeepers of all time. And uh, let's let's just get straight into it. Mark, you want to hit... you know, do honourable mentions? Yeah, go ahead, do yeah. your honourable mentions. We'll do one, one each. Yeah. On. yeah. Uh, I start with Oblak as an honourable mention. I've got Oblak as well, but I'm going to mention Navas. Ah, okay. Uh, I'll mention uh, Testegen. That's a very good uh, mention. I'm going to mention Yashin, the only keeper to win a Ballon d'Or. Yeah, look, he, we'll put him as an honorary... Yeah, he, we never watched him, so unfortunately yeah. he's not in our lists. Uh, Courtois. And I've got Dira as well. And I have César. Yeah, no... I don't. But yeah. good, good mention. Yeah, one person I won't mention is Valdez, though. Yeah, <laughs> def, def, definitely not. Definitely not. He's not making any list today. He only won trophies piggybacking. On I the had it first. Yeah. <laughs> Nader is going to be the new Adam today. Yeah. Well, for being real, but I had Valdez at 10 on my list, so carry on. Fair enough. Yeah. But that's biased. <laughs> yeah. uh, do you want to do your 10 to, 10 to 5? 10 to 5, quickly? Uh... So, number 10, I have David De Gea. Uh, you can say I'm biased, but this means the sole reason that United haven't been relegated in nine years. And, uh, <laughs> um, well, he's, he's won a couple of things in his younger years when he was still under staff, but I still think that he, he's just, his longevity is, he's shown class over the years. Um, number eight, I have Navas. The guy put Costa Rica on the map. Who's not number nine? Oh, no, nine, sorry, it's Navas. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Forgot how to count. Um, yeah, uh, Costa, he put Costa Rica on the map and he'd done the the triple... Three-peat. Three-peat for the Champions League and that um, that in itself with the environment that he entered into after Cassis leaving and everything, there was a big expectations not of him, but he was able to uh, thrive underneath, underneath those environments. Uh, number eight, I have Seaman. Uh, <laughs> the only decent, half decent keeper England has ever produced. Uh, unfortunately, what's wrong with Pickford, mate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a maniac. <laughs> he's um, not very good, either. 
Like he's a decent goalkeeper, but but yeah, come on. <laughs> I mean, he didn't do a hundred million dollars save. Yeah, save, yeah. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, the only reason uh, he, he's long list because his name got tarnished by Ronaldinho and made him look like a little child <laughs> in the World Cup. Oh, Seaman. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought we talking about Pickford still. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fantastic free kick. Oh, yeah. It was phenomenal. But he all he had to do was jump. He um, made most kicks. <laughs> <laughs> he tried. <laughs> it was really bad positioning. I don't think anyone in the world was assuming Ronaldinho was going to shoot from there. Yeah. To be honest. But. He didn't time to shoot. So I took off our office one. You see yeah. uh, That was what? That was eight. 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 Uh, number seven, I have Peter Cech. My boy. Yeah. Um, one of the best goalkeepers in the EPL history. Um, Great head head scarf injury. <laughs> incredible as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ned is a big fan of his headgear. I don't know why. Has no sense of style. It's iconic, man. <laughs> you see the headgear, you think check. You said eight is check? No, seven. Seven. That's still very low. Carry on. Yeah, I know, but I'm biased, so. Yeah. It's my list. The hair got ten. Yeah, I know, that was weird too. Yeah, we're going to grill that. Yeah, yeah, we're going to let him go until he gets <laughs> Well, to... if you grill me, you're going to grill Kate. Um, <laughs> uh, in number six, I have Vendasa. Uh, what? He, he, was, he played fantastic for <laughs> United. And he, he, also won, he also won Champions League with Ajax before when they weren't that big, Yanni. 94 95. Yeah, 9495. They're golden year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine, fine. Well, it wasn't Yang Croft for me. So. Yeah, it's all right, Carol. Uh, Croft, yeah. Um, number six. Six, six was Vincent. That, that was six. Uh, number five, I have Peter Schmeichel. Uh, on the list, he has the most goals to his name as well. Um, and he did the, uh, the only trouble in England that's ever happened. Gorgi. Any comments on his uh, 10 to 5? Uh, just to recap, number 10, De Gea, number 9, Navas, 8, Seaman, 7, Peter Cech, 6, Vendessa, and 5, Schmeichel. I don't think De Gea makes the top 10. Me neither. Me. <laughs> that's, that's it. Like, let's be real, he hasn't done much. <laughs> okay, he's kept United from being relegated. Sure. He's very consistent. Though. He's consistently good. Maybe if he's... Ah, uh, look... Ever since the 2018 World Cup, where Ronaldo's got a hat trick against him, yeah, he, uh, he was went downhill until <laughs> Ronaldo joined again, and then he had a good season this season. Um, yeah, uh, Czech was seven, yeah. below Vendasar and Schmeichel. Like I said, I'm biased. Yeah, that's but uh, I, 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 I appreciate you saying yeah, you're biased, I, I, but I, I, like he did win a Czech on the pitch. I'm, I'm United. I'm biased. Him and Drogba. Yeah, like Czech is the greatest Premier League goalkeeper of all time, arguably most clean sheets in Premier League history. Yeah, I'll talk about that later. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, there's no better Premier League goalkeeper. Or Van der Sar and Schmeichel definitely aren't better Premier League goalkeepers yeah. than Czech. Yeah, I, I think Czech just won the Champions League by himself. Because he won the better Champions League. Yeah. Goalkeepers. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I did have Van der Sar and Schmeichel on my list, but they were both below Czech. Czech came in at five for me. Um, you had Seaman at nine? Uh, Seaman at nine, yeah. I had Seaman at nine as well. Oh, wait, no, eight. Eight. Who was nine? Navis. Navis. Kalo? Yeah. Kalo at nine? Yeah. All right. <laughs> He's a good yeah, keeper. You have him higher or lower? Kalo? Not on my list. Yeah, fair enough. He's underrated. I like him. He's underrated, sure, but he's, he's not a top ten keeper of all time. No, that's 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 yeah. excessive. The fact that he did with Costa Rica in the World Cup is enough. <laughs> what, quarterfinals? 
Yeah, exactly. Costa Rica, quarterfinal. You're yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Gorgi. Like, uh, De Gea, look, Navas played for my club. I love the guy, but top 10 is a bit of a stretch. De Gea is a fantastic keeper. And you're right. The reason United's not relegated is because of De Gea. But top 10, uh, I think that's pushing. I would have Czech above Vendessar as well. Um, but I would have Vendessar still up there. I, would, I, I think I have him around number 7. Peter Czech around number 5 for me. Czech was 5 on my list. Yeah. And I've just done my list in two seconds, so I could <laughs> be wrong. Um, Sammy, any comments on, on Gurgis' 10 to, 10 to 5 there? Yeah, maybe De Gea would have made the top 10 if he, his facts went through. Yeah, well, if the facts went through, maybe Madrid don't win a 14th Champions League. But if they did, then he makes top 10. Probably. Uh, that's a lot of what-ifs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Massive what ifs what ifs. <laughs> Like, that Madrid defence cops so many shots. I don't think De Gea keeps up nearly as many as Cop But no, I mean, the United defence United defence doesn't exist. Yeah, and they conceded the most goals they've ever conceded in the season. <laughs> I, I, I think Cotuari is a better keeper than De Gea. Mm, better shot stopper, yeah. Yeah, better shot stopper. So if De Gea is number 10, you'd probably have Cotuari number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, fair enough. We'll go to KG's 10 to 5. and in, uh, Don't change your list, Kate. No, I'm not. In number 10, I do have De Gea as well. <laughs> and, and there it and is. That's collusion. It's not. Sim- simply because of like how good of a keeper he has been over the last nine years he has literally kept a team afloat and their defence somewhat stable not not even stable somewhat relevant (laughs) he's the reason that United have achieved what they have achieved in the last nine years even though they haven't really achieved much Um, but for me De Gea is just purely because of goalkeeping capabilities not because of his accomplishments Um, in number 10 I have uh, number 9 I have Seaman as well uh, he won three Super Cups, one league, English League Cup, four FA Cups, three Premier Leagues, all with Arsenal. Had 75 caps as England keeper and the second highest goalkeeper with 500 clap, caps for a club and 140 uh, clean sheets. 500 claps? 500 <laughs> Yeah, he, 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 claps, he claps a lot on the field. Um, <laughs> in, in number eight, I have Jens Lehmann. Uh, partly because of he was just a great keeper and he was part of that invincible squad and he during that season he had to really fight for his spot and it just shows the kind of character and how good of a keeper he actually was in number 7 I actually have Smichael um, Peter or Casper? <laughs> the United one um, <laughs> I don't know yeah, the, the list and maybe Casper's on there how many Premier League titles does De Gea have? zero how many does oh, uh, one. Has one. Hey, don't take that away from him it's alright Casper's got nothing better one. 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 but he, he has the Europa League as well De Gea has two he's got two Europa Leagues we have um, two in number seven I've got Michael he, he was the first keeper to really create the starfish technique so that was kind of helped revolutionise keeping in a way um, he's oh, Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. Oh my god. And Schmeichel was the first keeper to ever reach a hundred clean sheets in the Premier League, which is which is a very impressive feat. In number six I've got uh Van der Sar. He was just a unit wherever he was. He pretty much won everything everywhere he went. Um and one of his biggest accomplishments was actually keeping fourteen clean sheets in a row in the Premier League. Uh, at number five, I'm probably <coughs> going to get a little bit slaughtered for this, that he's not a bit higher, but I have Oliver Kahn at number five. Jesus Christ. Um, he was a phenomenal keeper, 
But one of uh, the one of the things about Oliver Kahn is he actually hated playing <laughs> and actually hated being a keeper. Um, I think he would have been a lot higher had he actually loved the sport. Speaking and as a keeper myself, I hate playing keeper as well. That's weird, but he didn't want to play <laughs> soccer in general. Yeah, he, he hated it. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Even if he hated sport, it doesn't mean he's good at it. No, but he's number five of all time. But imagine... Well, if he, were, didn't he? Imagine... Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. He won... Yeah, he won the Champions League in the Euro, and as well as a bunch of other things with Bayern Munich. Um, but it was more of if he actually enjoyed and actually put his whole heart and soul into it, he probably could have been a lot better as a keeper. And that's why I've got him at number five. <coughs> to recap, KG's 10 to 5. 10, De Gea, 9, Seaman, 8, Lehman, uh, 7, Schmeichel, 6, Van der Sar, and 5, Oliver Kahn. Um, Starfish, Nader. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What do you make of KG's 10 to 5? I mean, I think you've got an argument for I think the De Gea thing, I agree with you guys. I don't think he makes top 10. Uh, you could argue that if he had a better lineup around him, he might have made that top 10. But, I mean... No, no, otherwise, no, no. You don't agree with no, that? No, 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 no way, no way. Why I, have him, I have him there purely based off his goalkeeping capabilities and what he's shown... For the last, I agree. I think he's been very. I like I was saying to Gorgi. I think he's been very consistently good for United. Like every time you watch United, he makes tremendous saves nearly every game, which is something to say about their back line. But um, I think he's quite good. Top ten, arguable, but otherwise, I pretty much agree. I with think him. if De Gea makes the top ten, then Courtois got to make the top ten. Oblak's got to make the top ten. I definitely have Courtois Allison. in the top ten. Allison, Edison, Edison, huh? Yeah, like, like. I think there are a lot of better goalkeepers than that. Fair enough. He, he, he is a great shot stopper, a great goalkeeper. And when he first moved to United, he was one of the best in the world at the time. Well, Simon Madrid won it. Yeah, true. He he did drop off. You know, so did you know, so did the club in general. So you know, it could have been part of the, part of the reason. Uh, I think you know, I, I would agree. Top ten is probably a stretch for the Haya. Um but I like the Demon shout. That's a that's a nice one. He's he's probably my ten as well, maybe nine or ten there as well. Gogi, um, any comments on on the fight? I think I think Oliver Khan is yeah, you're right. I, I think he's a bit low, to be honest. I would have him a little bit higher. Um, I am a tenth higher. He was a he was a great keeper. I, I mean, I don't have him that much higher, but a little bit higher. He was a fantastic goalkeeper uh, for Bayern for Germany. It's you know. it's not that he's lower. It's just the people I have above him, I think, were better than him. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Gogi, did you make a list as well? I did. You want to run your 10 to 5 quick? Um, so 10, I had Valdez, purely because he won everything there is to win. Uh, 9, I had Seaman. 8, I had Tafarel. Uh, 7, Van der Sar. 6, Schmeichel. And 5, Czech. Um, I think the one name on my list that nobody else had was Tafarel. Yeah. Um, I think what he did for... Like, he didn't do much club-wise. He didn't play for, like, any major European countries. But for Brazil... Okay. Dude's ridiculous. He's got two Copa Americas, uh, a World Cup, a World Cup runner-up, two Copa America runners-up. Um, like, dude just kept everything out most of the time. Um, but that was the only thing different I had on my uh, ten to five so far. Um, I do have Czech a bit, uh, Khan a bit higher up than Cage does, um, but like I can see. Khan being five for Cage, like, makes sense. Um, but yeah, the Haya top ten, having a laugh. 
Navas in that top 10 as well, also having a laugh, but, you know, people make their own lists and we move on. Mark, your, Gugus, your number four. Um, number four, I had uh, Oliver Khan as number four. Pretty much the same reasons as everyone else here. Um, just the guy will slap your mum and then you apologise. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, the freak, he was... Uh, he was an angry man, wasn't he? Very, very angry man. I remember I was reading this thing how he was um, versing some schoolboys and had penalty shootouts and then saved all of them. Yeah, it was a charity event and yeah. every, every penalty that they scored, they got $100 or $1,000. Not one penalty went in. the ball. KG, your number four? Uh, I had Noya at number four. Yeah, okay. That's a that's an interesting debate. Uh, Sammy, where would you have Noya compared to Khan? Would you have who would you have above the other? Well, I've I, I've seen more Noya than I've seen Khan, so I would have to say I would, I would have to say yeah that Noya would just go above Khan just because of what I've what I've seen, but what I've heard. Is... Well, they both played for the same team predominantly their whole careers. Yeah, and, like, and they've been both are exceptional. It's just from the reason I put Noya above Khan is that Noya revolutionised with sweeper kick. Yeah, yeah, he invented the sweeper kick. And really. for me, that it, like like no, this comes back to the whole managers. When you have that big of an impact on a game, then you have to be regarded as one of the best or a revolutionary. And so for me, that's why Noya is just above Khan. Yeah, it's gotten him into some trouble sometimes. Yeah. Like he he has for the most part done it exceptionally well. And when he started doing it, everyone was like, like "What's what going on? This guy doing like, yeah. crazy." Crazy but then you look at most clubs now, a lot of them don't have a keeper that's not a sweeper keeper. Or they're trained in some way or form of sweeper keeping. Like it's, yeah, like it's they become, use the keeper now as an actual 11th man. Yeah, it's and become yeah. a cust- like customary for every club to have it. So like to have that impact is just... No, I don't, no one does it better than... than yeah. No. no one in the world does sweeper keeper better than that. Gogi, your number four? I had to count up four. Um, same reasons as everyone else. Just absolute beast of a shot stopper. Um, honestly, if not for that result in 2002, would have had a World Cup probably. I mean, maybe not for corruption. Italy might have had it, but um, you know, <laughs> maybe Spain. You never know. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, Give uh, us South Korea. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Khan was at four for me. Um, at three, I had Moyer as well. Just. Purely because he revolutionised the uh, position, as Cage said, sweeper keeper. Um, just yeah, he won. Yeah, I had him at three as well. He won. He's the, got a World Cup. World Cup as well, and he's he, got six champions. I feel like it's just the more finessed version of Oliver Khan. Yeah, you could. I think I think Khan is a better shot stopper. Yeah, overall goalkeeper. Yeah, but like yeah, overall anyway. as a goalkeeper, Neuer does everything a tad bit better. KG, um, Gregus, your three was Neuer. KG, your three. Peter Cech. Peter Cech. He had yeah. 780 games played, six English Super Cups, three English Cups, five FA Cups, one Europa League, four Premier Leagues, one Champions League, 202 clean sheets. Uh, the quickest to get to 100 clean sheets has the most amount of clean saves or clean sheets in a season with 24. That means he only conceded 15 goals in 14 games yeah. in that Chelsea. Was that under Mourinho? Yeah, under Mourinho and has four Golden gloves. That fell, is, fell off a bit at Arsenal, though, wouldn't you say? Everyone did. Yeah, <laughs> everyone goes to Arsenal. To the that, like Arsenal. Arsenal had no backline. Czech was super old. Um, his it's first like, game, but he won the Community Shield for Arsenal. Like yeah. you know, like 
not a massive trophy, but still for Arsenal, any silverware is mad silverware. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying Arsenal's where people go to die? あ、そうです。あ、そうです。あ、そうです。あ、そうです。あ、そうです。あ、そうです。あ、そうです。あ、そうです。あ、そうです。あ、そうです。あ、そうです。あ、そうです。あ、そうです。あ、そうです。あ
depends to which side you're on. They may or may not have been robbed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, exceptional character, very classy player, very classy person, professional. And and even towards his latter stages when yeah, when he was at Juve but second keeper, I moved to when he was a second keeper, still around the squad to, you know, bring that leadership yeah, he, and, uh, and that. What's his what's his name? Um the other John Luigi. Donnarumma. Donnarumma. He he praises him for how what he helped how he helped him. Yeah, it's a big it's a big um it's a big thing that people like Overlook. these big players helping the younger players step up, especially like not, there's only one keeper. Right, you know, you don't have multiple midfielders. You don't, you know, you got multiple midfielders, multiple centre backs, whatever. But you only have one keeper, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of pressure. So, it's a, it's a big, it's a big spot to fill. Gergis, KG, Mark, number one. Is it all the same? A lot yeah, of the angel from the <laughs> This man has won it all. Two Portuguese Super Cups, one Portuguese League, four Spanish Super Cups, two Spanish Cups, two UEFA Super Cups, five La Ligas, three Champions League, one club. World Cup, two Euros, one World Cup, over 800 games played and 440 clean sheets. Every time he started, he's more likely to keep a clean sheet than he is to concede. Which is even more impressive considering he played for Madrid. Uh, yeah. When he played, there wasn't a defence. And the same thing, he's five foot ten, and every other guy he was like six foot. Yeah, like, he, he was so small. And when you have a team so that wins, when you have a team that wins a World Cup with seven goals, yeah, the defence has to do something with he's it. Saving and and at the oh, final. Exactly. Two saves. Yeah, both sides. Yeah. Yeah. He started young as well. He started yeah. at 18. 18. Something yeah. like performed immediately. Right? <laughs> that was the um, performed immediately. Yeah, comes on as a substitute into the Champions League because of an injury. Yeah. Yeah. An injury. Yeah. And has one of the ga- games of his life. Yeah. And and helps Madrid win that Champions League. He was out of this world. There's yeah, he was just insane. The saves that he used to make, like any team. A two on one is the goal. Yeah. Not, not when Cassis is playing. Just quickly, no, so the leadership that he yeah, had as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he did was... you boys have Courtois? He didn't make the top 10. Where would you have him? Just as a <coughs> top 20? Well, it depends on what he accomplishes in the rest of his career. I mean, he's. I mean, recency bias. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I find it also really hard that Edison and Allison haven't made that, though. They're very, very good keepers. But they're not top 10 all time. Uh, Alisson, hey, where would you have he's not top 10 all time. But it, uh, uh, I think, I think Courtois would have made my 10 yet. But I think he'll make his way up there though. That's, and that's what I'm saying. Is it yeah. depends on how, what he does for the rest of his career. Like, if he continues to play how he did in that Champions League final, he'll, he'll make it yeah. yeah. But that, just, just on Casillas, that same... We were watching the Champions League final and Courtois makes a knee post save against Salah. And instantly it just reminded me of Casillas' save against Sevilla. You know, the pass across goals, you know, you do it on FIFA, it's a guaranteed goal. But you do it in real life, it's a guaranteed goal. Not a fun shooting. But when Casillas, uh, I remember watching that and he did it twice. Yeah. And it was just ridiculous. Like, who saves that, you know, from one side of the post to the other side? It was unbelievable. They call him Saint Ica for a reason. Yeah. He, he literally had the angel wings behind him and, and God helping him with everything that came his way. It was unbelievable. I, I would have him number one as well. Depends if you have Lev Yashin in your list. None of us watched him. He obviously won a Ballon d'Or. Um, but if you don't have him in your list, yeah, because he is. I guess, yeah, well, if you're going to go that far back, then he'll go both sit on the same level, I guess. It's just a shame the way because Madrid's career ended. With yeah, Madrid, with your friends, yeah. yeah, and then his the way his actual career ended at Porto. Porto yeah, yeah, the heart attack. Yeah, that was a bit upsetting. Like, didn't deserve it at all. 
Yeah. Sort of the bigger farewell from Madrid as well, in my opinion. But, yeah, um, I think Madrid is just starting to learn how to do yeah, farewells. farewells. And I and I think it's because of their ex-players, like mm. Casillas and Raul. Raul was, you know, speaking of farewells, Marcelo had his farewell yesterday. Raul was in attendance. And I think these ex-legends are teaching Perez a little bit about uh, no, but you guys his did, dog. No, but you did it before where he had, when what's his name played for both teams, and he, he played half each. Raul? Yeah. Yeah, that was sort of a, like a tribute match, but yeah. he, didn't, he didn't get a farewell. But he also, yeah, I, I don't know, he didn't get a farewell. Well, like like someone's going to get a farewell. Legends that didn't get proper farewell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would well, you, that's a topic for another like, day. Yeah. <laughs> would you put Ronaldo as a Edison as an honourable mention? Who? Edison. Yeah, Edison and Edison yeah, definitely Edison have to get him. Like, they're definitely honourable mentions. Excellent keepers. I think, you know, I think, well, I'll just have a look at that list again. Most of these keepers are all retired. Anyone still playing besides Neuer? Um, John Luigi, Luigi. Uh, yeah, not really. Um, not at the top, anyway. I think with the keepers, it's you got to wait till the yeah, you got to wait till the whole Yeah, top level. But yeah, thank you guys. Excellent list. Uh, some funky ones at number ten and nine. The you know, each to their own. Moving on to a centre backs list. Um, apparently, apparently there's going to be some. This portion, we shall call it the roasting of NATO. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like those chickens roasted at Costco. Come down, boys. Seven dollars a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I make commission. Yeah. So, so NATO's got a list. I've got a list. Um, I'll just mention some of the people that I didn't include. So, some of the people I didn't include based off like they're probably too old that I didn't see. Um, you know, Santa Maria, Bobby Moore, Daniel Pasolina, Pasolana. Uh, Laurent Blanc, they they didn't they didn't make my list purely because they were you know before my time I didn't see any of them. And then some of the players that were on you know my my next fifteen I guess um, Matthias Summer, Zanetti, Cafu, Tony Adams, Van Dyke, Kilini, Bonucci, Vidic, uh, Varane, Yapstam, Saul Campbell, Marcel Desai, uh, Lucio, and Philip Lam. So Cafu, yeah, is it Cafu right back? Right back. Uh, Right back, he played in the middle a little bit. Well, if you're going to carry on, we'll go into it. Well, uh, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Not Cafu. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll that part out. I also didn't have uh, Maldini in my list because I, I regard him more as a left back. I think he was in his prime as a left back. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I guess that's up, open to interpretation. Any any, any honourable mentions? I just mentioned my 11 and 12. Um, I had uh, Gotana Sierra and Cellini, the Italians, 11 and 12. Um, but, yeah, everything I'm about to say is controversial anyway, so we'll see how it goes. I had Chiellini in my honourable mentions. I also had Cohen. Um, you had to put Benucci as well. Yeah, Benucci's not honourable mention. Yeah, Benucci. I had Desailly also in there. I also give an honourable mention to PK. I think had this list been made five years ago, PK probably would have made my top ten. Um, but now, no, his quality's gone down. In recent events. Uh, his, his recent decision-making yeah. has not been well. <laughs> On and off the field. <laughs> <laughs> like his ability has been going down for years. Shout On the field, Shakira, off the field. He's, yeah, he's lost the plot. Um... Like for a guy that's like so highly regarded in Barcelona as more than a footballer, he's like almost a politician for the Catalonians. Like biggest scumbag. Yeah, he's he's made some real stupid decisions. He's on the field. He needs to just hang up the boots or like just take like a freaking mentorship role. And like I think Xavi um, wants him out. 
Yeah. I think he had yeah, Bart's trying to get rid of him. But like we owe him a lot of money if he Yeah, decide. over eighty million. Yeah, yeah, it's big money. Yeah. Um, so yeah, club in crisis, true and true. How, how does a player agree to that? A club's like, we're going to pay you your wages, eighty million, but we don't have it right now. He loves the, he loves the club. I mean, yeah. but would you? If, if I don't know how many years salary that's, but if your work was like, hey, we don't have the money now, we're just going to pay you ten percent of your salary and we'll pay you the rest. In would you be like yeah? See you later. Yeah, that's a that's a yellow buy. That's a that's a good buy. I don't love my eighty mil. I don't my love salary. my club. That's like two years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> chicken, Costco chicken money is really good. But like big difference. Like I have like. But that's a that's an issue. Where regardless of, like he's still a club legend. He's no, he's a club legend for sure, and he's achieved everything in football. Like along yeah, with his trophy cabinet's massive. Yeah, it is. Like he's done everything, and like. Like again, five years ago on the field, like ability wise, like that early 2010s period, like he was one of the very best defenders in the world. And like it wasn't a question. Like it was like when you had the conversation, PK was one of the first names that came out of your mouth. Oh, PK not, was not for Madrid fans, obviously. <laughs> but like, you know, he was. I could have past PK. Okay. All right. Good luck. <laughs> Don't think he can do it now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, but now his ability has been going downhill for multiple years. Yeah. Um, he's old, though. He's, he's like 32, 33. No, not that old. 34, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, just like, like his mid-30s, but like, you shouldn't be this useless this quick. Yeah, <laughs> he did fall off quickly. Especially in a team that holds the ball all the time. Yeah, hard. Like, you know, it's complete rubbish. Like a full bad foot to stay. Anyway. Moving on. Meta, you want to hit us with your 1098? Yeah, my uh, number 10, I've got Nesta. Um, 400, over 400 Serie A appearances. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's starting. <laughs> I mean, only three Serie A's, three Coppa Italia's, two Champions League, one with 2006 World Cup. Well, when we talk about these centre-backs and how many the domestic titles, three is not a lot in comparison. Won the 2006 World Cup on the. Uh, won the 2006 World Cup. He was unique. I mean, what can you say? He fantastic. should be higher. He was unique. unique. Really? Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that's what you got. Find the character in the field. <laughs> no, actually, so a lot of the quotes from people were about He was the weak. He was elegant in the way he tackled. He was very elegant in the way he made his tackles and his pace and vision were unrivaled. But yes, I, I might have him a bit low, but Mike. mainly because he hasn't he hasn't won. I mean, he did play for Lazio and AC Milan, but he hasn't won enough domestically for me to say, you know, <laughs> top of the top. Um, Your number nine? Number nine, I have, this is a bit of bias, John Terry, uh, as a Chelsea supporter. I mean, yes, obviously you can argue that Nesta's on top of him, but what can you say about John Terry? He's a club legend. I can say that he's not as good as Nesta. Say again? He's not as good as Nesta. But carry Not as good as Nesta, but he's a little bit more successful, especially domestically. Um, hold on, let me just pull out his stats. I can't find his stats. <laughs> Zero cups. Zero cups. <laughs> <laughs> 16 teammates' wives. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's obviously a problem. <laughs> Which is worse, the wives or the mothers? Okay, <laughs> versus John Terry. Eighth most, uh, he's a he captain in England. Eight more, uh, he's the eighth highest captain for England as well, John Terry. Yeah, over five hundred appearances for Chelsea. I mean, he was he was a force on the pitch. He he, I mean, other than the um, 
the incident. He he was really a, a champion for Chelsea. I mean, he won what five um, league titles. He won one Champions League, which is obviously not that great. But that's we're talking about Chelsea. <coughs> he was the club defender of the year two thousand five, two thousand eight, two thousand and nine. He was a player player of the year in two thousand and five. Um, he was in the top 10 of the FIFA World Pro for five consecutive seasons and in the All-Star squad for the 2006 FIFA World Cup. Um, four FA Cups, three League Cups, one Europa League as well. I mean, that's why I put him higher than Nesta. He just won more domestically, way bigger trophy cabinet. Um, he's one of the highest all-scoring, highest uh, scoring defenders for Chelsea. He's just a legend. What can you say? So that's why I had him over Nesta. Um, and then above John Terry, I had Barassi. Um, Barassi, you can argue around with Nesta and with Benucci and Cellini, but I think without Barassi, you don't have Benucci and Cellini. Um, I mean, what can you say? I, I tossed up with Cellini because, I mean, the guy's stats is really good. I mean, 425 appearances... Uh, he's the old-fashioned centre-back. He was one of the best in vision. He had a record nine-time series title. So he won more. He won more sort of domestically than Sierra did, uh, than, um, sorry, Barassi did. He 14 titles domestically. The problem with him, though, uh, he didn't make it up there. no Champions League. I mean, he lost 2015, 2017. So I think if he won a Champions League, he'd be a little bit higher. But I had Barassi over him. Um, but those are my bottom three. Right, give it to me. Give me the comments. Here we go. But I mean, just I mean, Barassi. You can say he played what twenty-one years with Milan. I have. He won three Champions League. That's where he's got the edge. Six Serie A's, four Supercoppa Italianas, two European Super Cups, two Intercontinental Cups, five hundred and thirty-two appearances. Not a lot of goals, but I mean, with Italy, nineteen eighty-two World Cup win. He did miss that nineteen ninety-four. Um, penalty kick to give it to Brazil so that's a bit heartbreaking for him but I mean the guy's stats are insane what can you say his, his stats are better than any of the other Italian boys so that's why I have him at 7 right. unlike the uh, un- number 8 unlike the Thanks. goalkeeper list <coughs> my list is very different to my uh, compatriot <laughs> um, in number 10 I have Fernando Hierro uh, Obviously, a Spain and Real Madrid legend. Strangely enough, he also played for Bolton Wanderers. Um, he was at Madrid for 14 years. He won five La Liga titles, the Spanish Cup. He won three Champions League titles, 98, 2000, 2002. Two Intercontinental Cups in 98 and 02. Um, he was the best Champions League. He was the, in the 98 Champions League season, he was the best defender. He also had 163 goals to his name. He, was, he had a better goal scoring rate than most of the Bolton Wanderers strikers. Um, he was, he's one of the best defenders in Real Madrid's history. Um, he was tall, he was hard. He, he, was, he wasn't slow, he was decent pace. He was a solid man, he was captain. He was no-nonsense defender. You didn't really want to go up against him. Um, and again, he was part of a back line. He was part of a defensive line for Madrid where, you know, Madrid's tactics were, we'll just outscore the opponents. Um, rather than defending. So I have I have Fernando here at number 10. Number 9, I have a, a another Spaniard in Carlos Puyol, a Barcelona legend. 
15 years at Barcelona. He's, he's won a World Cup, two Club World Cups, a Euro, three Champions League, six La Liga titles, two UEFA Super Cups, two Spanish Cups, eight Super Spanish Cups. He was, what's, what do you say about Piol? You know, everyone knows Piol. He's, he's a commanding presence. He's physical. He's hard. You look at Piol, you get scared. He was strong. Successful internationally as well. 2010 World Cup, 2008 Euros. Over 100 appearances for Spain. He, he you know, he's, he did the dirty work at Barcelona and which was which was very unique because Barcelona obviously played this beautiful tiki-taka football and then you have this monster at the back who yeah. when it didn't work when the tiki-taka didn't work and the beautiful football didn't work and you know Ronaldinho's having a having a party on the you know on the wing and then he's not he's not helping at the back Piol was there to sweep up and clean up and 50-50s he, he doesn't lose 50-50s yeah, you know he was a leader he was a captain and he also um embodied Barcelona, their values. You know, off the pitch, he was a gentleman, he was classy. When Mourinho was at Madrid and there was the whole spat between Madrid and Barca, probably where the rivalry was at its fiercest, you know, they <clears throat> there was issues with the Spain squad. And then Pio and, and Ramos and Pio and Raul and these boys, you know, tried to try to bring the team together and that's, you know, saying something as a person, as a leader. Number eight, I have Rio Ferdinand, Manchester United legend, there for 12 years he moved from Leeds uh, what well, was a fantastic Leeds squad as well um, he won a Club World Cup a Champions League as a captain he won the Premier League six times three League Cups four English Super Cups he he did get he had an eight month ban um, for missing a drug test which he did subsequently test negative four he just missed it um, he also scored the last goal under Ferguson Sir Alex Ferguson's uh, tenure is the most he was the most expensive British footballer at the time, you know, too when he got transferred. Um he captained England seven times. He was in the World Cup squad three times as well. He was a great presser of the ball, he was very good at passing, his distribution was fantastic. He read the plays so well. He was very, very smart. He was a top captain. Um so for me, I've got Rio Ferdinand number eight. Um one of the best defenders England has ever produced. But for me, not the best defender ever produced. And you'll see a bit later in my rankings. Um, yeah, I agree. I had Fernandez seven. Um, just to add on, his technical ability and his composure on the ball was one of the best. I mean, what can you say? Won a Champions League, six Premier Leagues, 14 trophies overall. I do have the drugs thing and a question mark here, which is fantastic. 81 appearances for England. He's honestly best English defender. Um, I agree with that. I agree with Puyol as well, but having a little bit higher up. So I've got Fernandez seven. In six, I actually have Coman. Coman, I have <laughs> Hey, we'll just, uh, we'll just get some down. comments uh, before you <laughs> keep going. <laughs> KG, any comments on the 10987 for, for NATO or my 10 NATO was definitely smoking something when he made this list. About um, which one? Same Yeah, definitely. About Nesta being that low. Um, I definitely don't agree. I think he should be a lot higher. Um, NATO's 1098 feature in my list, but higher. Yeah, and that's what I would agree with. Your ten and nine features minus yeah, as well. I was I was gonna say that. I I was very surprised by your ten and nine them being yeah. at that ranking. The way the way I think of these rankings is that by your ranking in a team you would ha- rather have Ferdinand over Puyol. Well I think well it, I, I guess it depends, right? Like Puyol was like I said, he was he was as a Madrid fan, I hated it. So, when Puyol yeah, was, was I mean, playing. Just he, couple, he was an absolute menace. Yeah, Puyol was 
something different. So I agree with KG on that point. And just as I say, I mean, Xavi said he's PR was the key to Barcelona, not just because of his defending, but the way he was. Um, he was like, and then even Piquet said, with a few seconds left, if you were 3-0 up, okay, and he saw that you were losing concentration, he'd shout at you and ask you what you're doing. Like, yeah, the man yeah. didn't stop. Uh, like, I just, I agree that they, part of the 10, I just don't agree with their numbers. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's my comment. To be honest, I had PO and Ferdinand swapped. Um, the other way around, so I had Pio at eight and and Ferdinand at nine. The last second, I kind of did swap it around. Um, I, I don't know. I think I think I think Ferdinand did it in a worse team. Is why I had him higher. Fair enough. So his defensive capability showed more. Correct. Yeah, I think he so. had more work to do. But he didn't lead like the Puyol. time. I don't think so because Puyol early days when he first started, Barca weren't. You know. Correct, but correct, but over the longevity of his of his, you know, he played career, for a better team for a long time. For sure, you know, as, in the in the peak Barcelona, he didn't have to do much to be to be honest. Barcelona had eighty percent of the ball every single bloody game. Yeah, but that twenty percent we didn't have the ball were under constant pressure. Yeah, correct, <laughs> correct. We are absolutely useless. But, but <laughs> during that time, this is the best Barcelona that ever ever played the game, yeah. and obviously it's part of Fair the enough. reason. But I think Ferdinand, the reason I just put him one step ahead was just the United squads that he was in were just not as good as yeah. the Barcelona squad. Look, I definitely agree that he's probably is the best English centre-back or <coughs> one of two that they've ever produced and definitely up there. Just for me, I I have PL well ahead of I him. I, I agree with that. And more so, just outside of his defensive capabilities as a leader. Because I don't think Ferdinand, although he was a leader, I don't think he was as such a rock like Puyol was. I mean, Puyol was but, so Again, I, I completely understand where you're coming from in the sense that Puyol necessarily didn't have a lot, as much defending to do as Fernand did over his career because Fernand played in a worse team. Makes sense, but I don't know. I just, I'm thinking <coughs> back to Classico days of, yeah, 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 I, when Puyol, like the ball was coming near him, I'm like, that's it, we've lost the ball. Yeah, like he was, he was just he, absolutely. I'm a United fan and I also had Puyol ahead of Fernand. That's fair. All right. Um, your, so your seven was was Ferdinand. Yeah. Your six. Six was Coman. Uh, played for Ajax and Barcelona. Eight domestic titles. One Champions League. One Euro. One World Cup. The best attacking centre back of all time. This guy was a set piece specialist. Out of six hundred and four appearances, he scored two hundred six goals in Holland and Spain. He still holds the record for the highest scoring centre back of all time. Just behind in La Liga, he still holds the second of the records behind Ramos at sixty seven goals as a centre back. That's ridiculous. He's one of the five Euro players to both win a treble and an international cup in the same year. I mean, he's as attacking as a centre back. There's not strikers don't even have these stats. I mean, that's one in four that he's one one in three games that he would score as a centre back. So that's why he's my number six. He, I don't think any centre back will probably ever beat that record. To be honest, that's insane. Um. Comments, boys. Yes, I can see all you frowning at me. Not even Van Dyke. I just know. Allen. <laughs> not even Van Dyke. No, okay. Two hundred and sixteen goals and six hundred four points. Definitely Van Dyke. As a centre back, if if that's a striker, if if you're scoring one in every three games as a striker, how many goals did he score? Two hundred and sixteen goals yeah, in six hundred. He had a lot of goals. He scored a lot. That is very very impressive. Yeah. Um, okay, he still holds the record for most consecutive scored uh, penalty kicks, twenty five in a row, and he still hasn't been broken. Um, so that's why I have him as number six. Uh, I'd like to get your thoughts, boys. 
I mean, Cohen was before my time. That's why he didn't make my list. But, like, Barca legend won us our first Champions League. Um, Set-piece specialist scored a lot of goals. Lost us Messi. <laughs> that's not, that's not his fault. Sorry, sorry, that's not his fault. That, that's that's the ball. Same just went flashbacks. No, just no, via flashbacks. Like he, he wasn't like the manager Barca needed, but like you know that's what we got. But you know, we're just looking at players. Sorry. Um, just to go back on Nader's list. Um, also Barca, you were before my time. But if he was to make a list, it would be much higher than what you had him. I had him at eight. Yeah, he'd be much higher if he made my list. But again, well before my time, so I can't really comment on him. Um, but yeah, who was, seven was Ferdinand. Yeah, um, six was coming. Six was coming. That's well, I guess that's all right. Um, so for so for me, my seven, I have John Terry at seven. For me, John Terry is the best English defender that ever played. Better than Ferdinand. He he. I think that's. I, I'd like to think that's common common knowledge, actually, that John Terry was the best, and he's still the best English centre-back that ever played the game. Like like Nader mentioned already, he was a Chelsea legend. He was there for 17 years um, at Chelsea. He won a Champions League, a European League, three League Cups, five Premier Leagues, five FA Cup titles, two Super Cups. His off-the-field antics was, uh, <coughs> you know... Dropped in three off, rankings for me. Off-the-field, you know, wasn't the greatest guy. Obviously, um, there was the affair and some racial abuse... Um, that he was part of towards uh, Anton Ferdinand, um, but as a player, he was he was no nonsense. He was commanding. He wasn't the you know he's not a wasn't a ball playing defender, but they don't make defenders like him. Yeah, like he was a hard man. Anymore. He was strong, tenacious. He was old fashioned, wasn't he? As a yeah, he was a centre back, right? You know, centre backs these days are you know more ball playing defenders. Um, but as a centre back, and personally, like as a centre back, that's the centre back I want to see playing. You know, someone that number one. Is get rid of the ball or get you know make the tackle, make sure you don't lose the ball, and then after that you can worry about playing with the ball and whatnot. So for me, I had John Terry at number seven, number six. I also had Coleman at number six. I agree with you, Nato. You know, yeah, um, he was a fantastic sweeper. Um, not a lot of sweepers these days because most most teams don't play with a centre back behind the other centre back. But back in the day, that was very common. <clears throat> that's how I used, how when I started playing. That's how it was as well. You know, I used to play in behind. Um, the stopper played for Barcelona, PSV, Ajax, Feyenoord. Played for the three major clubs in the in 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 the in Netherlands. Four La Liga titles, the Spanish Cup, four Dutch leagues, three Dutch cups, two European cups, one in Euros, and he was the best defender of that Euros. Um, two times Dutch Player of the Year, two times European Defender of the Year, and like made a touch on his goal scoring ability, two hundred sixteen goals. That's uh, ridiculous. He's a point, 0.35 goals a game. Like, it's a joke. You know, one goal every three games. That is ridiculous. Um, and from set pieces. Set you know, piece uh, He was actually the top goal scorer of the Champions League in 93, 94 with eight goals. As a centre-back. As a centre-back. So, it's bloody impressive. Um, he was very good at organising defence. His, his, his passing and his distribution was fantastic. He was fantastic at releasing the ball. Would you say he was ahead of his time? Uh, probably, probably. You know, he came under the Johan Cruyff school of football. So, and and that's why you know with all these Dutch and you know these Dutch titles at the time, you have to remember the, the the Dutch league was one of the best leagues in the world. Yeah. You know, Ajax. You know, the Dutch teams were winning Champions League. Well, titles. they innovated, didn't they? Yeah, and they were winning Champions League titles. They were the best in Europe. So I, I agree. I'd have Coman as number six. Um, Your five and four. My five. Oh, here we go. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to butcher his name, Fabio Cannavaro. I mean, the guy won a Ballon d'Or. Uh, there's not much to say. He's got a great record as well, too. Like, he's two Italian Cups. The 
the classic World Cup special. I think that's why he won the uh, the Ballon d'Or. He's only one of three defenders to win the Ballon d'Or, only one at once. Um, but I think his anticipation, concentration, he was very small. He wasn't that tall, but he always was good in, on the headers. Guided Italy to that World Cup. Um, Dropped an absolute football. masterclass against Germany. 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 Yeah. yeah, against Germany in 2006. Um, the reason he won the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, <laughs> that's why he won the Ballon d'Or, and that's why he's up there for me. That's why he's in number five because the defenders don't usually make that Ballon d'Or list, but to win it, it's, he also won Footballer of the Year in that year as well. Um, played for big clubs, Napoli, Roma, but Juve. Um, that's why I have him as five. I have Puyol as four, just because I think that he was literally the rock of that Barcelona team. I think at that during that time, Barcelona was, were probably the best squad in the world, and he was central to it. Um, so that's why I have him as four. And we touched on how good it was, and I mean, you can just hear some of the legacy around him. But PK and Zavi said that yeah, there's so much stuff that he did off the pitch that you don't see for that club, and that's why I have him as five, and that's why I have him as number four. Comments? I just wonder who Zevi is. <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. For those who don't know, I can't say names. I, I have. Uh, you I got Fabio Cannavaro, right? Oh, there you go. <laughs> right. I yeah, my five and four, I swapped a lot. To be honest, um, I ha- I have. I still don't know where to put him, but I think number five. I I'll agree with you, Nada. I have Fabio Cannavaro as number five. Um, he won a Ballon d'Or. You don't win Ballon d'Ors as a as defender. A... Yeah, he and he won it ahead of Zidane, Ronaldinho, and Henri. So that's saying something, right? And you, you boys mentioned that 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 well, that world class generational performance against uh, Germany in the World Cup semi-finals, mm-hmm. the Italy one to uh, It was outstanding. I mean, if anyone wants to learn how to be a defender, just go watch that game. Um, he was a sweeper and a stopper. He played both. He was fierce, aggressive, he was intercepting everything. He was so short and had such a good leap as well. Um, Where he probably wasn't very good, his distribution wasn't great, Um, but that goes back to the kind of playing style of the time, you know. Centre-backs were not there to distribute. They were there to get the ball, get rid of it. Um, Yeah, he won two La Liga titles, UEFA Cup, two Serie A titles, the Spanish Super Cup, Italian Super Cup. Um, He was actually voted as Palmer's greatest ever player as well. Um, So... He, yeah, number five. And then number four, I have Sergio Ramos. Uh, Real Madrid, 16 years at Real Madrid. Uh, to, to be at Real Madrid for that long on its own is an achievement. He won a World Cup, two Euros, four Club World Cups, four Champions League titles, five La Liga titles, three UEFA Super Cup titles, two Spanish Cups, four Spanish Super Cups. Um, he won the Euros under 19. He's recently won a French League title. Most Euro decorated nine. defender? Um, yes. I think he's the most decorated. He is the most decorated centre back. Yeah, yeah. Most, uh, list, 22 center. major trophies. Yeah, he was um, part of the UEFA team of the E7 times. He was part of fifth pros at Evan eight times. He won the ESM team of the he was part of the ESM team of the E four times. Two times he was world defender of the year. Um, in 2005, he was the young player of the year. He won the defender of the year eight times, twice in the Champions League, five times in La Liga, and once for Real Madrid. He was also voted the best defender of the decade. Um, his his card record is is amazing. He's got <laughs> least discipline two hundred and twenty seven yellow cards. <laughs> he's got nineteen second yellow reds and eight straight reds. It's phenomenal. <laughs> As a player that likes to get yellow cards myself, this is a record to to you know to fear. 
Um, but Rosaggio Ramos, defensively fantastic, offensively fantastic. He dominates the air. He's aggressive. He's quick. He's technically uh, his technical ability is second to none. His distribution is fantastic as well. Tactically, tactically very smart. Ninety-two forty-eight. He's a captain, a leader, a legend. He is a presence. When he's on the field, your team lifts. He's a fiery character. He, yeah. Uh, what do you say about Sergio Ramos? You know, if the three people I've got ahead of him. Yeah, that's who I want. That's who I want to know. They're just simply better centre backs. Yeah, I'm. I'm just interested to see who your three to one are. I think Sergio Ramos sometimes, you know, is not the best centre back. Yeah, he's number four on my list as a centre back. He's a very, very good centre back, very good defender. But the three I have ahead of him, just as pure centre backs, I think are just better, just better centre backs. Fair enough. Um, Gorgi, any comments? Sammy's been comment. Um, I had Ramos. Higher as well. Um, Canavaro I had at five. Uh, who was your four next? Four was Puyol. Well, I had Puyol slightly higher. I had Nesta at four. That's when Nesta came in for me. Um, yeah, I'm still kind of reeling from Nesta being ten. <laughs> I didn't win, bro. I did not win domestically. Dude, they won a league where they conceded like half a, not even like point something goals against. John Terry has more league titles. Different league. Different league, bro. John, uh, Nesta played in a much harder competition. I don't know. I just put a I, trophy cabinet. I put a high rating on, and you'll see why in a minute. Sammy, any comments? No, I'm no comments. I'm no comments. And, um, <laughs> no comments. Appreciating. Yeah. I agree with your Ramos statement, but yeah. I, I would put him in a high mind. Completely, well. completely easy agree with him. Uh, hmm? um, <laughs> <laughs> easy, Mourinho, not all at once. <laughs> no, I think uh, that one was like... Tactical genius. Out of people I know, and uh, just the Ramos... Ramos took it. You've got Van Dyke that one, don't you? Yeah, Van Dyke. I don't understand how no one's mentioned his name. Because he's so high up my list. I thought so. He's number zero. Alan White now would be turning. So would Michael Owen. Look, man, like, everyone used to give Messi Ronaldo crap for never winning a World Cup. Van Dyke hasn't made a major appearance at a national. Van Dyke didn't make my top one yet. Yeah, Van Dyke's not there at all. She goes dumb. Maybe he wins this World Cup. Mm-hmm. No, no. Maybe. But Australia's going all the way. Hala, Australia. Made um, it number three. Number three, I had Sergio Ramos. I mean, what is there to say about the guy? Physically strong, excels, he's an aerial threat. His pace, people forget how quick he was. Ramos clocked in uh, one of the fastest. In 2015, he clocked in at 30.6 kilometers per hour. That's faster than my car goes, my Suzuki Swift. Um, he's, he's just reliable in high, like in cutthroat, like high pressure games. He's the guy you want behind you. The 2014 final, 93rd minute winner. I mean, like you said, La Liga, best defender five times. And then even internationally, 2010. Spain World Cup 2008 Euros He's got, he still holds the record for most international games won for Spain 131 wins for Spain just well, what do you have to say about the guy it's, that's why he's number that. three for me <laughs> um, I am yeah my, my top three like for me Sergio Ramos is my favourite centre back one of my favourite players of all time but I think the three I have just yeah I guess simply better centre back clearly I'm missing someone but that's alright we'll, well number three I have Alessandro Nesta um, <laughs> but it didn't that, win. That's how hard. <laughs> he, he won a World Cup. He won a Club World Cup. Two Champions League titles. Three Serie A titles. Three UEFA Super Cup titles. Three Italian Cup titles. Three Italian Super Cup titles. He won Defender of the Year four times. He was at Lazio for ten years as well before he moved to Milan and he won a lot of that stuff with Lazio. 
he, I think he was probably the most purely gifted defender of all time. Like, just as a talent. He did, he did as revolutionize. A, as a, just as a talent. talent like, elements. you know, sometimes like Messi is just, Messi is pure talent, right? This guy was pure talent at the back. Um, in 2000, he was fifth in Ballon d'Or, which is very, very high for, for centre-backs, especially at that time, um, which, where defending was not a thing. Um, he was the complete defender. He had brains. He was so tactical, but he also had balls. Like, you see this guy going to tackles. He didn't care. He was very agile. He was so intelligent. His anticipation was fantastic. And he was also so quick. Um, so you, you combine anticipation and speed, and it's very hard to get past him. On the ball, he was so elegant. Off the ball, you know, his tackles, Nader mentioned that as well. He was like elegant, artful. You know, it was a joy to watch this guy defend. He was he had natural flair. He was very smart. His distribution was fantastic as well. Um, and I think where he, you know, where, where he excelled the most was his one-on-one defending. Where Nesta could, uh, sorry, yeah, Nesta could, I don't know, he could mark any player on his day, any striker on his day, Evan still take the ball and distribute and pass. And, and you know, he was an attacking threat as well. But um, yeah, for me, he's just as a centre back, as a pure centre back, better than Ramos. That's why I have him ahead of him. Better um, defender? Yeah, well, yeah, this is the yeah, list. Yeah, this is the list, right? Best, <laughs> best defenders, best centre backs. Um, so I think I would have Nesta at number three. Gregus, anything to, to add to Nader and my three? What was Nader's three? Ramos. Ramos, so yeah. Ah, I agree. Uh, it just shows the wonder that Nesta was... Tenth. Tenth on Nader's list. <laughs> because he didn't win enough. He won a bloody lot. He won a lot. He did win a lot. But did he win as much as Ramos? But it was a different time, different team, different league. The Italian really league agree. at that time was, was, very was one of the he best did. leagues. You know, Inter, Juve, Lazio, yeah. AC. Yeah, and and that league was known for defenders, right? Yeah. The, the reason the, you know it's Italy is known to produce the best defenders because they did. And that, in that time, they were playing defensive football and you couldn't get past these guys. He had the similar stint at Lazio and Milan, right? Yeah, he was at Lazio for 10 years and Milan for... For like forever. Yeah, yeah. for a while. So, uh, I had Nesta at number three. Mm. KG, Um, any any comments before we move on to two and one? No. I think they're both reasonably placed, except Nader's 10. But (laughs) I guess it it just shows what people value. If you value trophies, then it's based off of that. but, But then... You also have to look at the art of defending, and Nesta, like you said, was probably the most gifted defender that's ever played. Like, he was just something different. He was a sight to behold. Um, so I don't quite understand why he's so low on Nader's, but I guess you, you've corrected that. <laughs> I just said one. Nader, number two? Uh, I had Maldini as number two. Um, I know you might not have put him on his list because he did play left-back, but he was also a centre-back. I mean, what do you say about Il Capitano? Um, 647 appearances. Talk about trophies. 25 trophies. Five Champions League. Seven Serie A. One Coppa Italia. Five Super Coppa Italia leagues. He was the best defender at UEFA Club Football Awards a couple of times. Internationally, he was insane as well in 1994. I mean, final for the World Cup and in the final in the Euros, which is a bit dis... dis uh, I mean, it brings down his legacy a bit, but I mean, we're talking about Baldini here. Nothing really can 
third in the Ballon d'Or in 1994 and in 2003. So like you were saying, his, his defenders don't win Ballon d'Or, so he's up there. He was in the Ballon d'Or dream team. I mean, 25, what did he say to say this guy? Even Zlatan. Zlatan said that Maldini was the best and toughest defender he's ever faced. And if Zlatan's talking about someone else, you know he's good. If Zlatan only talks about Zlatan. Even R9, best attacker, he always found it difficult when he's looking at Maldini. So that's why I had him at number two. Um, he's just, he's consistently good at 650 appearances. It's insane. It's insane what he's doing. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think if you do include Maldini in this list, I mean, for me, Maldini is the best defender of all time, general defender, you know. But for me, you know, like I have him, like this was a left back list, he'll be number one there. Um, but as a defender, I would have him number one. But obviously, centre backs, I don't, I don't have him in this list for that reason. For me, number two was your number eight, uh, Franco Baresi. Um, again, just you know, he, he, like you rightly mentioned, you know, he shaped, he helped shape Italian defending, and Chiellini and Bonucci and these guys come up watching him again, sweeper as a sweeper. Um, he, he won a World Cup of Champions League, two European Champions, uh, Champions Cup winners, which is a Champions League as well. So three Champions League titles, six Italian leagues, three UEFA Super Cups, four Italian Super Cups, and two Continental Cups. But one of the most impressive stats, right? He, he didn't, con- he, whilst he was playing, they didn't concede for over 900 minutes straight. So for just, that's yeah, Ten unbelievable. Matches. Ten matches without conceding a goal in a row. Um, he was honoured by by AC Milan to retire the number six jersey. Yeah. Um, as an aerial presence, he was there. He was winning every header. Um, his vision, his technique, his anticipation, again, his courage. His t- it's the same qualities that the other players all have, right? Yeah. You were talking about one position, so they all have kind of the same qualities. But Milan's player of the century. Yeah, Milan's player of the century. So he did it, just did it better. And he was very dangerous in attack too. For me, he's the second best centre-back. Lost them a World Cup, though. You can't say that, man. Two downs. Can't hit the crossbar. What are you yeah, doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, but I agree. Like, literally, I have Frank Abrassi is complete and consistent. That's what, what else do you have to say about the guy? Anyone else have a different number two? Or? I have Ramos at two. Yes, that's um, very high. I, I left Abrassi off my list because well before my time. No, but so see the guy, but absolute beast. Um, but yeah, Ramos had to won absolutely everything. Um, at times his defense wasn't the best, but for me, he was more than just a center back, he was absolutely everything for Madrid for a period of time. Um, probably doesn't get enough credit because of Cristiano, but when Madrid needed the goal and Ronaldo couldn't get it, it was usually Ramos that popped up with one. Um, so he was my number two on my list. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I think if, if I don't include my number one. Be, you know, because of his age and whatnot, and uh, you don't include Bersi, then Ramos will be my number two behind Nesta. Um, I would still have Nesta ahead of him, just pure centre back. Um, I, 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 I'm going to guess we have the same number one. Yeah, you definitely. Yeah, Beckenbauer. Beckenbauer, you just can't. Yeah. You have to keep him. Uh, so I kept my list 80s onwards, but yeah, but he I has to include Beckenbauer. Yeah. He is the best centre back that's ever played this yeah. game. Um, the Emperor. Two, he won two Ballon d'Ors and he came second twice. He won the Ballon d'Or in 72 and 76 and then came second in 74 and 75. This guy could have had four Ballon d'Ors mm-hmm. as a centre-back. Um, four times Football of the Year, World Cup in 74, and then they came third as Five well. German leagues. 
Five German leagues, three Champions Leagues, a Euro in 72. World Cup in 74. Four German Cups, two Intercontinental Cups, three FIFA World Cup All-Star teams, two Euro Best Defenders. Um, Invented the sweeper role. Bayern Munich, um, Bergen, or Bundesliga greatest ever player, Beckenbauer. Um, he was in the team of the century in 98. 99 German team. Uh, he was a German of the century um, for Germany. Uh, he was in the Bundesliga team of the season 12 years in a row, which is a joke. Um, he was a leader, he was efficient, he was effective, he was creative. His distribution was fantastic. He could shoot from long range. He was so good at holding the ball. He had over 50 goals, 70 assists. He was very similar to Bobby Moore, who's not on my list, obviously, for this, you know, his old. age. Um, and he was just very collected on the ball. He never stressed. He was just calm. And it's very, you know, when you have a very calming presence at the back, unlike Ramos, I guess, sometimes, is... <laughs> Is you know brings you know uh, helps the rest of the team. Um, yeah, Beckenbauer. I think he's widely regarded as the best centre back of all time. I don't think there's much debate yeah, he, to do that. You, do you agree he invented the sweeper role? There was no sweeper role before. Well, not really. Yeah. So that's so that's kind of when they. I mean, they were they used to play a, a, a two centre backs, one ahead of the other, and then you had your your left back and right back in between. And it was all man on man marking back in the Italian league. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, Beckenbauer sat behind. The stopper, and the stopper would his job was to stop the play, and if it gets through, Beckenbauer's job is to literally sweep it. So he was a classic centre back, probably the best centre back. Yeah, that's yeah. ever played. My dad still mentions talks about him today, and my mum every time she's in the kitchen, she keeps talking about baking powder and stuff. And it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, got a lot. Yeah, he was um, he was fantastic. Changed changed German football. It was not even just German football, he was an icon in Germany. So in West, back then, it was Western West East. East. Um, he was an icon. So Boris Becker, all these other athletes that had nothing to do with soccer, they all looked at, and all looked at him as an icon. So even outside of the soccer sport, he, he dominated on and off the pitch, put it that way. Anyone have a different number one? I had Maldini at one. Um, absolute legend. Um, best leader I've ever seen. I probably would have had Beckenbauer fighting Maldini for that number one spot had I put Beckenbauer on my list, but again, well ahead of my time. But Beckenbauer was an absolute monster. Um, he dislocated his shoulder during a World Cup game and then got up and carried on to play the rest of the nine minutes. Unlike Salah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets touched by Ramos and he's out for an entire World Cup. Um, but yeah, Maldini for me was my number one. I think, yeah, if, if this was a list of best defenders, Maldini would also top Beckenbauer. Um, there was no one like yeah, Maldini. Yeah. Setbacks or defenders? That just defenders, just defenders, defenders best defenders. Because he played left back, he played centre back, and he was just yeah. he was very very good. No one got the, Maldini never went to ground as well, and he once said, you know, if I have to go to ground to make a tackle, I'm in the wrong spot. Right for him, it was all about being in the right position, and anticipation, and why do I have to make a slight tackle? Just stand in the right spot and take the ball. What's the problem? You know, it was effortless. Maldini um, was in his prime at left back, and then moved to centre back and found the second prime. Yeah, literally, yeah. Um, so, yeah. And like there's like a clip of Maldini. <laughs> um, it was against Juve. AC Milan were 3-0 up. And back they had just got that third goal. And like while they're all celebrating, Maldini calls over Gattuso and rips into him. <laughs> yeah. And like to rip into Gattuso, you've got to have some big, big testicles. <laughs> <laughs> he was also a prank star, wasn't he? Gattuso's story of how he um, offered the president's daughter, <laughs> <laughs> offered the president Gattuso's daughter or something like yeah. that. He's a funny guy. 
But yeah, that's our that's our ranking. Um, so my ranking was right, and Ed's ranking was just all off. Uh, Do we have the same ten except for Melty? We no. Well, I had Hero in oh, my in my ten. Him. You had Ferdinand ahead of Terry. I had just them in my ten. He he was he was outside my ten. Just um, where was he? I think he was seven for me. He was about he was yeah, he was thirteenth. So he was three out. Um, so. Yep, Stan was fantastic. Probably one of United's best defenders alongside Ferdinand as well. Um, I also had Vidic in my team. Yeah, I was torn with Vidic. I think towards the end of his career, he wasn't that good. He he kind of... Oh, who's good towards the end of their career? Maldini. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sergio Ramos. Uh, not if you well, he's, he's, oh, he's just been injured. <laughs> he won a French League title without playing. That's how good he is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, that wraps up the... Sorry, Maguire fourth best of all time. Yeah, that's what we're doing. when you've got Maguire. <clears throat> Maguire went for eighty million. Maldini oh. went for eighty grand. Um, <laughs> anyway, shows his worth. It was that big, that rubbish. And uh, that's a wrap. That's a football wrap. <laughs> Thank you for listening in. Next week, what are we doing next week? Midfielders, strikers. It's we'll figure bucks. it out. Just yeah. tune in. And, some commotion um, thanks for listening in and uh, see you next time okay yes, see you boys. Boys. Yes.